0: The Berhetev brings down for one of the Rishan and the Mar-Yu, an unbelievable Kiddish. It's the kind of thing one would expect Khazal to say. I'm not aware of any Makar in Khazal. And they say this. But nevertheless, it's a tremendous idea. And he says that anybody who makes a sukkah, it's as if he became a partner with HaKadosh Baruch in the creation of the world. Now that's quite an amazing statement. We find by various other mitzvahs that a person who fulfills them becomes a partner with Hashem in creation, and there's a reason for that. For example, we find by Shabbos. That if a person keeps Shabbos, it's like he becomes a partner with Hashem in the creation, which means, as we explained in the past, that the creation was meant for people to understand and see the Creator, and a person who's keeping Shabbos is doing that. He's, so to speak, identifying HaKadosh Baruch as the one who created the world. It says about a judge who judges honestly, is done, then, la he becomes a partner of Hashem, the creation, and that's understood as well. In order for the world to function, there has to be some kind of law and order, some kind of system, and the judge is upholding, so to speak, society, and ensuring that people do the right thing is continuing Hashem's job of creation. But what's so special about soccer That a person who builds a soccer is considered like he is a partner for creation. How does that connect? So there's something for us to understand over here. But to do that, let's ask a question. Historically. Historically, let's look back to the original sukkah, the original sukkahs. And it's well known, the question is asked, that if our sukkah is meant to be a reminder of the Ananiya covert, of the clouds of glory that surrounded the Jewish camp in the desert. so when did the Ananiya Covenant begin? You know, when the Jewish people came out of Mitzrayim. So why are we only celebrating Circus now? It's six months away from Mitzrayim. It's a famous answer from the Vildegon. And the Vildegon explains that the clouds which surrounded the Jewish people on their way out of Mitzrayim left after Claes shall committed the very the Khitayka. They no longer deserve to have the Shekhinah in their midst and therefore they no longer deserve to have, so to speak, the clouds of the Shekhinah surrounding them. And then there was forty days of fervent tfilis of Moshe and Shemaim and the Jewish people here to avert the decree of destruction which loomed over them. And a further forty days from Rosh Chodesh Adel until Yom Kippur when Hashem was willing to give the Torah to the Jewish people a second time, and Yom Hashem forgives Yisrael for the Chet'eiko. And the God makes a calculation for us. That year Yom Kippur, like this year was on a Thursday, Moshe comes down from the mountain, and on Friday he announces the campaign to pull the Mishkan. Shabbos, no one can do any it Melacha, it's Shabbos. Sunday and Monday, which are the 13th and the 14th of Tishrei, Qadr Israel initiates a major drive to provide all the raw materials needed for the Mishkan. In today's terminology, we even call it a matching campaign, because the Nisim agreed to form whatever was left out. Within two days, everything has been donated, and therefore... On the Tuesday, the 15th of Tishrei, they begin the task of building a mishkan, And on that day, the Anunnakov came back down again. And therefore, first day of Sukkot is really the day that the returned. But now there's a question. And that is, from the way the Torah sets it up, it seems like originally, there didn't need to be a Mishkan for the Ananiya to be there. The Ananiya surrounded the Jewish camp when they left Mitzrayim. And that's that stage there was no talk of building a Mishkan. And we see that the Ramadziyam Kippur when HaKadosh Baruch forgives the Jewish people and gives them the second Luchos. That's not yet enough to bring back the Ananiya Kavit. It's only when they start building the Mishkan that the Nana cover come back. And now here's the question. If we've been forgiven, we've even been given the Luchus again, so why don't we get the Nanakavit back too? Why didn't the Nanakavit come back on and And we can take the question to another level. And we can ask, if that's the case, why do we need the Mishkan at all? If it wasn't the original plan for the Jewish people, The Ramban tells us in an unbelievable principle Ramban's introduction to Shmois that really building the Mishkan was only a plan under the circumstances of Klai Yisrael making the Chaita Egel originally that wasn't the plan so if they weren't going to build the Mishkan where was the Shekhinah going to rest? What would have replaced the Mishkan? And the tremendous answer of the Ramban is every Jewish home. Every Jewish home would have been a mini Mishkan. Every Jewish home would have been a place for the Mishkanah to rest. There's something unbelievable here. It was like that. What are the miracles we know which happened in the Mishkan? The first one is at the Shekhinah rested in HaKadosh the There's a physical place, so to speak, which HaKadosh Baruch was willing to bring a Shekhinah down to. The second one. that the Minariah, the candles of the Minariah stayed burning long after they had enough fuel to, so to speak, sustain the flame. The third one. That the bread which was put on the shulchan every Shabbos remained fresh for an entire week, and it was replaced the following Shabbos. Now, if we look at the home of the Avos, specifically, if we focus on the tent of Sara Yemino, all these miracles happened there too. There was the Anan Kasher El oil. There was a shekhina above her tent. The candle stayed lit. The bread stayed fresh. Sarah's tent was a mishka. It was a place where the shekhina entered and the shekhina surrounded. And when Sarah died in Rivka, it says, She took over Sarah's tent and his nisam came back. Her home was also a mishka. And that was meant to be the paradigm of what every Jewish home was meant to be. What Aaron's Jewish home could have been before the Chaytay What are the requirements for a home? Like the Isha Shunam is prepared for Elisha when she wanted to make him a place for him to stay when he visited her. A bed. A table and a a manara and a light. The shulchan, on the table, the manera, the light we have in the Mishkan too. The bed, the iron of is called, or the kodesh of is called the cheder mitas. So yes, the Mishkan is really a replica of a home. Just as not the individual home, it becomes, so to speak, case roles, collective home. And now the Shekhinah resides in the Mishkan. In place of the Shekhinah residing in every Jewish home. And here too we have the question. If Klai Yisrael had received Kapara for the very, of Egel, then why didn't go back to that again? Why build a Mishkan? Why wouldn't it have been enough? That now the Shekhinah could come back and, so to speak, dwell... Uh, a man Klai Yisrael themselves. So to explain this, let's learn the principle of the Ramchal. There's a pasuk in Malachi, and the pasuk says, It will be pleasing to Hashem the korbanos of Klai Yisrael. Kimei Aylam, uchshanim kadveni like days of yesteryear and times of previous gone by, the carbon of the future will be as pleasing to Hashem as the carbonus of the distant past. Which are those carbonus which are being referred to? What are the Corbanus which were so pleasing to Hashem that they used as the example of what's a carbon which is considered pleasing to Hashem? I'd to listen to what Chazal say. It's not referring to the carbon Pesach of the Jewish people. It's not referring to the carbon of Yom Kippur that the King God brought to the HaKadosh. Where are the carbonus referred to as being the carbonus which gave Hashem pleasure and were pleasing to Hashem? The two of them. The one is referring to the carbon, and the other Marishan brought in Ganesh. In the puzzle of the G-d, there was a carbon that al both brought in Gan Eden. That carbon caused unsurpassed Neches to Hashem. And the second was the carbon that Nayak brought when he came out of the Taiva. We know that when Nayak went into the Taiva, he took seven of each Kashi species so that he could bring the extra ones as carbonas. When he left the Taiva, which is what he did, and that carbon also was willingly accepted in Shemay. Those were the karbanas which Hashem wanted. And the Navi is telling us that in the future when Mashiach comes, we will be able to bring karbanas which will have that same level of enjoyment, so to speak, in Shemay. What was unique about those karbanas? What singles them out was unique distinction that they found more favor in Hashem's eyes. And the answer is those karbanas were brought in a perfect world. When other was created, the world was perfect. Pure. The way Hashem wanted the world to be. When Adam brought the carbon and went straight to Shemay. But then after that, Adam sent. And the world was no longer perfect. And now, as opposed to the fact that this world could be used as a vehicle to connect to Hashem, which is what the Karbanas were meant to be, now there was an obstruction. The world wasn't ready for that. The world had already been tainted by sin. And then the world sank and sank and sank until the Dara Mabu Vashem decided to obliterate everything. And start again from Naich. And when Nach brings his carbon in the new world after the Mabur, then it's a new beginning. A new era for mankind. A new chapter in world history. And once again, at that stage the world was still clean. At that stage the world was still pure. And therefore the Muna's carbon was accepted immediately. Also, was for a brief moment in time, until Noach himself at the vineyard, and the, henceforth the world was no longer at the same level. But we see a yisod. We see a yisod, and that is that the voidless from a situation, from a place, which is unsullied by avareh a place which is perfectly clean, has a special distinction. And yes, even though a person can do each other, even though a person can do each other and get kapari, you won't get punished for what he's done wrong, but the man is not the same world anymore. It's a world which has already been affected, being contaminated, by the... And therefore if the idea of Karbanas is to bring this world to serve Hashem, it's no longer a perfect world. Klai Yisrael were chosen to fulfill the mission which mankind as a whole failed to fulfill. Klai Yisrael were chosen to be the ones to bring this world to Hashem. When Christ shall leave Mitzrayim, so then there's clouds of glory surround them. That defines a new space. It's not the whole world, but it's a new area. The area within the Jewish camp. And the Ananiyah Korban on all six sides define this as being its own entity. And this is a place where it's still Shaykh to do this is a place which is still pure. This is a place where it's still possible, so to speak, to act in a way which will be completely pleasing to Hashem. The covered just the extension of the shekhinah which was inside. It defined the area on the four sides above and below that this is now the makom of the shekhinah. And in this place it's possible to do the abode of Hashem a level which is impossible outside of it but that only lasted until Khaytayg. when Clay Israel sins then the Mahana Israel was no longer a place of purity it was no longer a place of perfection and therefore the Shkinda left and Anonak left too there was nothing in anyone defining this as being a place which was unique a place which was pure And therefore, it's true, Klai Yisrael, the truth. Klai Yisrael were forgiven. They were no longer punished. But the Makhna Yisrael was no longer a place which had that same level of Kedusha and Tarah and could once again be a place, so to speak, for the avoider to be done in a way which is completely pure. And therefore, Hashem tells Moshe, we're going to build a new place. A Mishkan. And by building a Mishkan, we define the new territory. A territory which will be perfect. A territory which is unsanid bakhet. That's where the Shekhinah can reside. And that's why Chazal tell us that the person who built the Mishkan, B'tsalal, he built it as a microcosm of the world. He knew out the secrets of creation. And he had to know that in order to create the Mishkan. Just like it says about him, that the qualities that B'tsaral needed to be the head builder of the Mishkan, those are the qualities needed for the Mishkan, because those are the qualities with which Hashem creates the world. Hashem b'chokhmah, yasadaret, ko'nin shumayin b'tfunah, b'dayitah haram nifkoh. and das. So we understand why creating the Mishkan was similar to creating the world. Hashem created the world on the macro scale originally to be a markham for the Shekhinah. And the world time and again after a mere few hours proved itself unworthy to do that. And the Mishkan was meant to be a new world. A new construction. Some of which is perfect. And therefore some of the for the Shekhinah to reside. And B'tanil did that. And that's why it tells us that when HaKadosh Baruch brings the Shekhinah down to the Mishkan when the water is complete there's a place for the Shekhinah. And once again it was only for the shortest possible period of time. Because only if, in the same day that the Mishkan was inaugurated, it was already ruined. Not even a you brought the Gitaras from the white They were killed. And the Mishkan was no longer a place which was completely pure. Maybe the Kanisha Kedashin. Shkina went to the Kanisha that was still a place which was unstudied, And therefore we understand the God. When did the come, come back? Even after Kailashal have been given Kapara. It's not going to come back to the Jewish camp. It's no longer worthy of that. But when there's a start of building the Mishka, now there's a Mokum. Now there's a place, so to speak, which is going to be a Mokum where the Shrina can be. And then for the lunar would already come back. Yes, they surround the Jewish camp, but that's as an extension of being bottled to the mocking of the Mishk. We find this in another place as well. Unbelievable points. Not such a well-known pasuk. We always call the Mishkan the oil moed, the place of meeting. If you look in the Torah, there was a previous oil moed. It says, after Chaita Egil, Moshe took his tents and he pitched it outside the city. And the passage, everyone used to watch. When Moshe returned to his tent, that the Shekhinah would come down and speak to him. It was called the oil moed. Moshe's tent was not affected by Khaitag. Moshe wasn't there. And if that's the case, his tent was still a for the Ashuras of Shekhinah. His tent was still a place where the Shekhinah could rest. And Rashi says in the passage, that's where the Shekhinah did rest from after Yom Kippur until they built the Mishkan. So in what way was the Mishkan creating the Mishkan something similar to creation of the world because it defines a place where it's to do Avodah Hashem on the highest level. Originally every Jewish tent Klai Yisrael who meant to have achieved that with one's kliyistral, individual, individual have lost that score, that potential. So kliyistral collective collectively build a mishkan to try and recreate it. Now, if you understand that like you said, so now let's talk about the mitzvah of soccer because we don't have a mishkan today, and we don't have Karbanas but the idea of building a soccer is the same basic concept it's building a new place a new place not affected by the barriers which were done in our homes now we to the famous founder of the Muslim movement used to tell a story for a large part of his life he lived in Calm, and he told the story of the hospital in Kelm there was a small hospital there and when people were admitted for whatever disease or ailment they had, they used to come out going in more sick than they came in. So they did an investigation. They sent down investigators from the biggest city. There was Warsaw. And these doctors, scientists, who they were, came to a conclusion. They didn't have, obviously, ways of making sure things were sanitary or sterilized like they do today. So they came to the conclusion that the walls of the hospital in Kel, so to speak, were so contaminated with the germs of all the cholim, all the sick people who in the hospital, that is, it was impossible to be there without being infected. And what's the solution? The only solution there was, was to burn the hospital down and build it again. And Rabbi Yisrael used to teach a lesson from the story. Just like a hospital... When there are too many sick people, the walls, so to speak, become laden with germs, and it becomes a danger for everyone to going inside that is going to get contaminated by it. Same thing, a place can get laden with a virus, so to speak. The walls, the world, have become infested. And such is not a it's not an item, it's not a place which can be pleasing to Hashem to the highest degree. The needs is to build again. That's the idea of the sukkah. The sukkah is a new structure. It's a new place. And it comes right after Yom Kippur. Because after Kippur, when we've been given a new chance. When we've been forgiven for our previous errors, and we want to start again. So create a new place which is not yet tainted by avera. And if we're similar to the Jewish people building the Mishkan on the 15th of Tishra, we build our sukkahs. We build our sukkahs as a reminder of Al-Naniya HaKovet, which surround the Mishkan because there was a Makkum of And we're building our sukkah to symbolize it. But there should also be here the Anonyi are covered because inside our shukkah should be a place where the Shekhinah can be. This should be a place of perfection. The Shlok Kodesh writes, the Shlok writes that a person should be very near not to die there is in the sukkah, not to speak Lashonara, not to speak Dvarim Batelem, because Kedusha says a sukkah gudaylem oit. The tremendous Kedusha to the sukkah. It's a place which after in we've created a new Mokum a Mokum of Taira. It's a place we can use so to speak to achieve so much more as long as we don't do anything to ruin it. And that's why the person that builds a sukkah is like a shadow for Hashem in the creation of the world. Just like the Mishkan. The world is created to be a perfect place. The setting the back of the Mishkan was meant to Replace the world as that place which would be the perfect setting for a session. The world today is very far from that. The Mishkan of the best image we no longer have, but we have our Sukkah. We've just built it. It's a new defined area. It's a place which is still pure. Let's look at one more, last nice, interesting ramaz. The minimum size sukkah is two full walls and a tafakh. If you'd imagine what that looks like, you have two adjoining walls and then a separated tafakh, it looks like the letter He. You have two cells connected and the one piece by itself. That's the share of the sukkah. We know on the Pasukh you have a kohashem created with a yud, Oilam was created with a hay. The circus is like the oilamazeh. And one with the hay? The Gemara says, because that way the hay is no base. If a rasha wants, he can fall out of it. But there's the opening at the top. But if he does try, he can crawl back in. Where's a person falling out of oilamazeh to? And the answer is the hay of Mazeh. is the hay of Shem Hashem. It's Mazeh when it's in its purest form. But if people do reshome they fall through it. And now they don't have that hay. Now they're not in the ulam above which with the Mazea, which is a chalik of the Uedasha. They've lost that. But the Yasad of the Hay is that there's the opening of the top, We can climb back into it again. We can make a new hay. A new Makam in this world where it shines do the same Aveda And that's a symbol of the sukkah. That's a symbol of the Sukkah. This is our new place. This is our mockham tara, coming on the hills of Yom Kippur. where we now clean ourselves. We've created a place of cleanliness. It is a place where we hope the Shrina can enter and we can be surrounded by the Naniakovit.